going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Simple Dad Podcast, the first of many. Uh, I am your host, Quincy Forte, and I'm joined by Ramon of the Urban Advocate, my brother. Um, what's up, Ramon? What up, what up, what up? What's happening? What's good? Um, so this being the first episode, um, you might notice some bumps in the road, but we're just going to get better, <laughs> uh, better with time, right? So. Um, so yeah, welcome to Simple Dad. What's been going on with you, man, bro? Um, man, I can't call it, man. I've been uh kind of cooped up in the house for like the last three, four weeks. So, <laughs> but other than that, man, I'm good. How about you? Ah, man, I'm good. The same, cooped up in the house for sure. And for those who are tuning in, right? Obviously, um, whether you're catching this later um, or you're catching this real time. Uh, we say cooped up because this is the um, kind of the pinnacle, the peak of the coronavirus of 2019, uh, shutting down all of 2020 for everybody. Yeah, quarantine 2020. Uh, quarantine 2020, canceling beach bodies uh, <laughs> for 2020. Any vacation plans that you had? Um, yeah. Any six packs that you were trying to build are canceled, um, and everybody's eating cakes, cookies, and brownies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. So you know, I, man, it's funny because like as we're uh, sort of um, we're getting ready, there's a bunch of technical difficulties before we actually got started in recording. Right, um, I'm sitting here, um, and the with the quarantine we're supposed to have social distancing right everybody's supposed to be at the house um, mm-hmm. chilling um and we have these neighbors across the street that are pretty much like biker biker people right and they have people over um and so i've turned into the old man to where i walk outside and you know i'm like the crossy old man where i'm like they are not social distancing there's too many people in that garage they're gonna get the corona <laughs> uh so it's just hilarious man but like as we're like getting on here right there i hear motorcycles just partying and everybody's being jovial there's probably libations being had uh and the whole thing i'm thinking and sitting in here it's like these people are not social distancing i don't think they understand i don't think they understand what we're we're supposed to be doing here man right um yeah i I mean it's it's funny because like i've been uh like I've been kind of scrolling through social media a little bit and I've been seeing people like people still going out partying and celebrating their birthday. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, so why do you, do you what, let's talk about that. So why do you think that is though? Like, is it, is it because people don't understand um, or is it because people uh, don't like the lack of freedom of choice? I think it's a little bit of both. I don't, I don't think people def uh like completely understand the the gravity of the situation right now. You know what I mean? This is this is new for everybody. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's ever had to experience anything like this. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it's kind of like um you know, cause like one of the posts that I saw, it was like this girl. It was like her birthday. So I don't think she's ever had to go a year without celebrating her birthday. So she's like, man, forget this. I'm going to get out and have a good time. But it's like, again, it's a new situation for everybody, and I don't think they're used to it. I think they're used to having their freedom, so they're going to get out and try to enjoy it the best way they can. 
And it's so interesting, though, because I heard uh, I was listening to um, another podcast and they were talking um, kind of about like how the idea of like there are people who uh, who can obviously sit with themselves um, and kind of be mm-hmm. alone and, and have these mm-hmm. thoughts or whatever. But then there's these people who uh, are essentially like stunting um, mm-hmm. and trying to be like, um, you know, I'm balling. I want you to see me, you know, the whole phrase, like, you see it, you see me, you see me. (laughs) But during this time, nobody sees you. And so if, if you were doing that, doing the most for extrinsic sort of motivation and gratitude and Mm -hmm. just envy, now nobody's seeing it. So what fulfillment do you get, right? Like the birthday Mm -hmm. party, the bottle service, you want to, I want people to see me in the club, but the club's closed Mm -hmm. down. So now nobody sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting. Uh, but then also, so with the, like the nobody seeing you, right. Um, I was actually talking to a friend and they were talking about how um, sort of even like the idea of like celebrity content, right. Like mm-hmm. because now, like the, the reason we're doing this podcast, like, and it's kind of something, you know, it's a backstory that, that I've been wanting to do for a while. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But now seeing that everybody's on the same level, I texted you and was like, bro, this is the time to do it because everybody has Zoom, everybody right. has the same sound quality, right. and everybody is, like, you see people's houses, like their bookshelves in their house, right? It's like, we're all on the same stage. CNN to, right. to dude in his right. wife's office is all in the same. We all have the same sound quality. Um, and so it's kind of like like the idea of celebrity Um, you kind of see through it at this point Mm -hmm. because it's like hey i'm like you you sitting in your Mm -hmm. living room i'm stuck in my living room yeah it's it's definitely like the um the 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 playing field is leveled out you know what i mean like everybody's kind of on the same level don't really matter what like you said what platform you got don't really matter how big of a following you got everybody's kind of uh resorting to the same same thing to kind of get their content out so i mean it, it's it's the perfect time for like i knew going into this to this whole quarantine like i was like yo this is like the perfect time for content creators mm-hmm. because uh every, most everybody's kind of stuck in the house you know what i mean and like people are looking for stuff to consume and look looking for stuff to kind of help pass the time and try to keep some kind of normalcy going on so um, you know, I knew this was going to be like a good time for people to start podcasts and for people, if you got like content stacked up that you've been looking to get out, this is the perfect time to get it out. Well, so uh, that's a, that's an interesting point. So where do you see, uh, sort of after this, like as everybody's sort of scrambling to come out of this, like wiping the sleep from your eyes, right. And you're mm-hmm. actually, um, I think it's still going to be a slow ramp up, but like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, as far as um, coming out of this, like, there's going to be a, uh, and my prediction is there going to be a slew of new like creators and people who find their sort of potential in this in this time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those people are going to rise um, possibly and maybe overthrow some of the stuff that's already out there uh, because they they've been harvesting this for a while and just we're waiting on the kind of the right time to pop. So what do you think? Um, I, I definitely think it's going to be um, a lot more, a lot more voices out there. 
people, like you said, like you've been sitting, kind of sitting on this idea for a while now. And, um, you know, it's a lot of people I'm pretty sure have been sitting around like, man, I, I've been thinking about starting a podcast and thinking about doing this. And, you know, this, this whole quarantine has kind of forced people into a situation where it's like, well, I'm not doing anything now, so let me go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think coming out of it, I definitely think it's going to be a lot more voices, a lot more um, people getting getting an opportunity to get their whatever it is they've been trying to get off the ground. It's a lot more of an opportunity to get it out now. Coming out of it, um, I think again, I think it's just kind of like laying out, leveling out the playing field. Um, Right. Maybe some, maybe some of the voices that were big going into this quarantine are not going to be, not going to look as big coming out of it. You know what I mean? So I think we're going to see some people rise and we're going to see some people kind of fall through this. Yeah, no, and especially like, so I think it's hard like for, like if you think of content creators, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. uh, again, listening to a different podcast, right? They were talking about their comedians, right? So think about mm-hmm. the shift that like comedians are having to make um, to be oh. like, I mean, cause you have to react on a crowd and like mm-hmm. you're sitting here and I'm talking to you. Right. So I don't get yeah. that immediate feedback. Uh, yeah. So I think that'll be an interesting shift to um, musicians too. Like, I mean, now we're used to, um, and I think it's maddening uh, me as a musician because like when I'm playing, right. I look out into a crowd um, but then now you see people who are, they don't have that interaction. They don't have that, that smile of confirmation that, oh man, you know, I'm really digging that song or like walking straight up mm. to you after you play a song and being like, yo, right. I'm making you an extra $20 because that's my jam. Right. I can't believe you played that song tonight. Um, and now right. it's like you're playing the song to a hey. computer screen and you turn off the computer screen <laughs> and you're like, man, I'm still in my living room. <laughs> man yeah and you know you know me like i work with a lot of um stand-up comedians like we're yeah. we're based here in dallas for anybody who may be watching this outside of dallas we're based here in dallas texas and i work with a lot of the stand-up comedians here and um i i got a partner of mine he's kind of he's found a little bit of a way around it you know what i mean like going live on on like facebook and things like that Right. Uh, so kind of you utilizing the social media platforms. Thankfully, he has a few different, you know, kind of talents. He's not just depending on um, uh, just stand up comedy. You know what I mean? He's a DJ. He he raps. He sings. So he he kind of has a he's multi talented. So it doesn't just have to depend on stand up comedy. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting how some of my some of my comedian buddies are going to handle this. And, um, you know, I think for some of them who have been so heavily dependent on stand-up comedy, I think it's going to, going to kind of force them to get their social media game up because I think that's important as a stand-up comedian in this day and time when you see people like DC Young Fly and Carlos Miller and people who have made um, a huge – uh, following and career building off of their social media platform. But if you let the purists tell it, them ain't comedians. Them are social media stuff. <laughs> but and, and I agree. And, um, you know, I think 
because I've worked with so many comedians and I've been working with yeah. comedians since like 2011. It's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's definitely an art and a, and a, it's a, it's an art form. Stand up comedy is an art form. Social media is a, it's, it's edited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can look your best version of yourself. Like you can't lie once you get on stage in front of people. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's completely different uh, from, you know, being able to do a video on your phone and edit it down and upload it. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't do that when you're standing in front of people for five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely an art form to it. But um, I think in order for you to be able to maintain in this day and time as a comedian, I think you, I think you need both as well as, you know, being an artist, being a recording artist, you know, um, like you, you can't, you got some artists who do well on social media, but once you get them in front of an audience, to perform, they can't deliver. You know what I mean? And yeah. vice versa. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, so you got to think of it as, as like anything, right? So like mm -hmm. uh, a financial planner will not, will tell you, don't put all your, the, the whole saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? So mm -hmm. um, you can be a purist, purist, but you have to also be able to diversify. Everybody tells you to, to be, um, uh, to be able to diversify your portfolio. And I mean, you kind of see it now with like the way the, the, just the market, the economy is going right now. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you don't have a diversified portfolio, um, it's going to be hard for a lot of people uh, because mm -hmm. they, you know, and my, me, myself too, right. You put all your, your, uh, your backing into this one thing, right. Um, or maybe even two things where, um, there's a third or fourth thing that could sustain you if you're uh, willing to say, hey, um, I do have way more time than I thought. Like, I don't need to watch that extra 30-minute show or that extra hour show. Um, oh, like I've been that, struggling so. with that. <laughs> I, I think, and you, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm in week, what, three, maybe four of the quarantine? Yeah. And, um you know, I've definitely sat down and spent entire days watching binge watching a whole season of the shows. <laughs> but then you look back at a at, at the day and you're like, "What did I do today?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, it just in the last few days, and so I've just finally started to like get back in the groove of being productive. Right. But for the first couple of weeks, I yeah, I was definitely not being very productive at all. Uh. Yeah, so why don't we sort of dive into kind of like it, it, it ties into uh, what we're talking about, right? So why don't we just dive into um, the topic? And so obviously mm -hmm. Simple Dad Podcast, we are not experts here. Um, mm -hmm. I am not the end-all be-all opinion of parenting. Um, I uh and just adding dialogue to my experiences um as a father um as a black man i'm a black man i'm sure. um, but you know as a father i'm, right. I'm black y'all <laughs> <laughs> um, but as a as a father right you know just kind of a positive experience you know and um and ramon you know is here to uh sort of chime in on that dialogue based on his experiences um uh, as um 
me and me and Ramon both had our father present, you know, all throughout our life and still do. Right. Um, and so that's kind of just what we want to bring here is sort of insight. And so um, a lot of these stories that you guys are going to hear are based off of um, direct insight from my, my son, um, my up and coming, very opinionated daughter um, who, who can't talk yet, uh, but already grunts her demands um, to the world. Um, and so, yeah, so <laughs> this comes from um, a conversation that I had with, uh, with Andrew um, and, you know, me and me and Ashley were sitting um, kind of in the living room and it's kind of been interesting explaining the whole idea of a pandemic um, or of this virus um, and kind of um, putting into different buckets as to how is this different from like a cold, like people get sick all the time or he's had the flu um, and he's felt ill, but in having the flu, he's ne we've never had to shut his school down or three or four people um, in his class have had the flu. Like we've never had um, to go through great lengths, right? And so, um, and in seeing this, this is the only, this is the biggest event that he's ever experienced. It's the biggest event that I've ever had in our life. Um, maybe they were bigger, but we didn't have social media. We didn't have internet. Um, and so we probably were in a pandemic. Um, and the parents that we have, we were probably like, hey, let's just go and do whatever still, like, you know, and so. Yeah, I think the closest thing we kind of experienced in this lifetime uh, to anything like this might have been 9-11. Yeah. But even, but even with that, you know, because we're here in Dallas, we've still kind of been able to kind of maneuver like, like maneuver around but you know it was definitely like the same kind of vibe where everything is kind of like man what's going on well and i've seen you know we've kind of lived through like so i would say 9-11 is one of the, is the biggest um or one of the biggest that we've had but then also like so even something on kind of like a smaller level but you have the same idea of panic was like the y2k thing y2K. like the year 2000 yeah. the world's gonna end we're buying mm -hmm. up everything people are going um, crazy and I think um, also Hurricane Katrina, mm. because once once that kind of hit, like we had like an influx of New Orleans. It was like you know everybody doing mag magnolia clap all of a sudden walking through mm -hmm. <laughs> walking through downtown Dallas. So it was like we had like an influx of of people moving into the city, not just here in Dallas but also in Houston, um, and also. There was like when everything kind of went down in two thousand eight. You know that was that was another situation where uh, you start to see like a bunch of people panicking. Like you try to go get some gas, and the it's the line is around the corner just to mm -hmm. fill your tank up. So I mean, I think we've kind of lived through a few situations, but nothing you know like this. It's it hadn't been this big. I don't think. Yeah, so that's absolutely right, right? So we had some, we have some sort of frame of reference, but for mm -hmm. him, he's six. Um, mm -hmm. He doesn't have a frame of reference. Um, and the question that kind of brought up this topic and brought up the idea for today's, you know, today's podcast was, um, like, he, he asked why, why we can't go outside or why we can't go out and do our normal things um and also 
when will we be able to mm-hmm. um, do our normal things? And so for us as a family, we're active, right? He does Taekwondo, like he goes to school, he gets to see his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to go to the store, even though he protests half the time that he doesn't want to go. Um, he likes going into his favorite restaurants and sitting down and eating mm-hmm. or going to the Chick-fil-A playground and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, Chick-fil-A is not a sponsor of this podcast, but I would gladly accept some chicken nugget uh, oh, yeah. sponsorship um, should they want to contribute. Um, but yeah, so it, I, it's hard because like for things like that, like I don't have an answer um, and it's hard um, to explain to him or even to try and rationalize with him. I mean, he gets it, you know, he's a smart kid, like, mm-hmm. um, He's <laughs> the other day he was saying, you know, if people would just stay at home, like we wouldn't get the virus spread. Like if people would just do what they're supposed to do. And I'm like, buddy, you're six and you understand this. <laughs> like, um, uh, but um, it's very real, but it's, it's kind of like, I don't have those answers for him. And it's, it's really hard, you know, from my perspective um, as a parent to, um, sort of just be like i don't know man we just gotta <laughs> yeah, yeah and i mean like um you know because i'm not a parent you know i'm I'm a guy parent you know i got what, three guy kids i think <laughs> and um <laughs> and possibly four because I, I we haven't discussed it but i'm pretty sure I'm marley's got godfather as well but yeah, yeah. uh so I mean I got a few guy guy children I got you know friends of mine who got kids and everything like that so you know I can because like you said we have some sort of frame of reference as it pertains to you know stuff like this but I can only imagine trying to explain this to a child you know why, like you said why you can't go here why we can't go why can't I go to school? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And like I asked uh, my, my my brother Swab Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him because you know he has a he has a uh, his child is he has a daughter. I think she's four, mm. four years old. And I asked him. I was like, so you know how how is she is she curious about what's going on at all? And he's like, well, she. Her, her normal like routine hasn't been disrupted too much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know her school, her little preschool, they're still allowing them. It's not like a big school anyway, so they're still kind of allowed to go there, just you know, practicing social distancing, obviously while they're there. But um, you know. Wait, how, not, do, how do four-year-olds are the kings know. and queens of invading personal space? I'm not really sure how four-year-olds are practicing social sure. distancing. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, they they found a way to work it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, it's most of the time she's at home. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, you know, when she every once in a while, she he says she might ask like. Uh, ask about going to school or whatever and playing for a little while and you know that it's cool to do that but most of the time he he just is like man look I explained to her about hygiene and washing your hands and Mm -hmm. making sure 
you uh you know you kind of keep your social distance in or whatever like that and she's kind of like Andrew she's pretty bright for especially for a four-year-old she's super advanced so she kind of understands and um other than that she's a happy child happy happy go lucky child but I can only imagine for some parents out there how this might be trying to explain especially with smaller children yeah. you know how to explain something like this to them well, and especially it's hard because as a parent, like, you don't really understand it. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, we understand what's in the information that's coming into us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try and disseminate um, and make that as clear as possible um, mm-hmm. without, I mean, while keeping it together, right? Um, and so, like, with that, you never let them see you sweat, right? So you're, like, sweating, like, freaking out all the things, mm-hmm. uh uh, but then try not to be too finicky and panicky um, because that anxiety can go on to them as well, right? And mm-hmm. so you don't want them to be anxiety driven. You want them to sort of see uh, some sort of normalcy. Um, yeah. So. I mean, and it, I think it's a balance because like, like with our parents growing up, man, like we – it, it was some things going on, but our parents never really, um, they didn't really hide us from anything, but at the same time, they they never really let us, like, see them panicking and worrying and, and getting, you know, freaking out about things like that. You know what I mean? They just kind of dealt with it. It was like, and, you know, they was always very honest with us and said, hey, this is this is going on but we're not going to worry about it, you know, and especially, especially our mother, she's very, uh, she's a Christian woman. So, you know what I mean? She's like, look, we're going to leave this in God's hands. We're going to pray about it and we're not going to let it, let it trip us out. But, um, you know, they was always very calm and, and whatever was going on and, you know, not let, because like you said, Children see you panicking, they're going to start panicking. You know what I mean? As long as they know you're cool, they're cool. Well, so here, and as you're talking about that, I just thought about something. I think it's the idea that, um, so as parents, most people, or they have like a kind of domineering um, sort of relationship, you know, parent-child relationship. Um, But if you think about it, it could be a possible um, a threat to that dominance, right? Because mm-hmm. like um, normally um, we have all the answers. Uh, we can control situations and outcomes. But now this is one of those situations and outcomes that we we don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're one of those people who um, kind of like we were talking about earlier, who you thrive on people seeing you, right? So it's that same kind of energy. You're like, hey, I have the answers. Um, and I dominate and it's, you know, sort of because I said so and I know best and stuff like that. Now you mm-hmm. don't know best because mm-hmm. you don't really understand anything. And so mm-hmm. now you yeah. have this person that you had like kind of almost like a stronghold over, like I make it sound like a hostage situation, but it's not, but it's kind yeah. of like that you have years of experience. Um, and this is nothing like anything you've seen in your years of experience. And so you don't have an answer. And I can imagine because we live in the information era. Yeah. And one of the beautiful things about information is that 
it's so readily available though one of the downsides of it is that it's so much of it out there that you don't know what to believe so right. at this point we're getting a lot of information but some of it is misinformation some of it is the wrong information so i can imagine trying to as because as a parent you know it's your job to 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 kind of guide your children through this yeah. life and like you said it's it's most of the times you have the answers this is one of those situations where you're trying to explain it to them while you're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know exactly what's going on. So it's like, yeah. uh, I don't, when they ask you, it's like, what's going on? It's like, uh, I don't know. But as soon as I know, you don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, it's like, it's almost like putting together Ikea furniture. Like you, you have the instructions <laughs> and they're like, well, why are you putting it together like that? I don't know. It's supposed to be a shelf. That's all I know is it's supposed to be a shelf. And I don't know why they have me put this piece here. It'll all make sense in the end. It's going to be a book show. Right. I don't know. And it's kind of like that same frustration that you get like yeah. in that process. Because you're mm -hmm. sweating, trying to put this together, trying to hold it in an awkward position. Right. And they're asking you, why does it look like that? It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like the box. And yeah. like, you don't see it. It doesn't look like the box yet. Like, it will. <laughs> Go play with your Legos. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. So no, it's just like I mean, I think it's, um, I think it's a lot of things. Um, but it's kind of like not having those answers, man, is is extremely difficult. Um, and then, and then I want to ask you, man, like how? Um, because you know, you have a brand new baby girl, mm. like and. Like, so I know um, it's got to be super, like, like, how does that feel, like, having to deal with that? Because on one hand, you got a six-year-old who, who's, you know, semi-independent. He kind of do, do his own thing. But you have a baby girl that's kind of dependent on both you and your wife. So it's like, like, how do you deal with that? Because you know, you have to be extra careful so she doesn't, because she's still fragile. Mm -hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, how do you deal with that? Well, uh, no, that's definitely, I mean, we were already sort of um, germaphobes to begin with, mm -hmm. like, as far as whenever she got here, like, it's always still, It's it's been wash your hands. Like, so some mm -hmm. of this stuff, I'm like, you dirty people, y'all should be washing your hands anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. But don't be sneezing on nothing and wiping right. your hand on the keypads. Like, that's just common, like, hygiene, right? Mm. Uh, don't be picking your nose and stuff like that. And so it's kind of like, uh, like, we weren't the people, like, um, so pardon me. Like, I'm not ageism at all. Um, but there's two types of people that like to walk up and run up on you without permission and kind of touch a baby in a stroller. And that's kids um, with snotty hands. Um, and it's old people mm -hmm. um, or older adults. I shouldn't say old people. That sounded very mm -hmm. derogatory. But it's older <laughs> adults who have lived all their life and they don't have to ask for permission to do anything. Uh, and they just right. walk in. They're touching yeah. your baby on the cheek. Um, yeah. And Ashley is quick to be like, excuse me, um, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, like, we've always been kind of like just, especially now with very her, protective. like, yeah, she's susceptible to anything. I mean, and right. 
the wonders of um, mother's milk um, mm-hmm. can only go so far, right? So <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of one of the things that we've always done. And it's kind of just interesting that, to see that like so many people now are like, oh, you had a count of 30 on washing your hands. And I'm like, what were you doing before? Just sticking <laughs> a little soap on it and then being like, eh, I'm done. Uh, yeah, so no, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that part is kind of unnerving a little bit just to know, like, like, but then at the same time, it's kind of like with, uh, I mean, still with Andrew, like, we go and we'll pick him up food and like the people, I'm a celebrity at all the restaurants that we frequent. They know me, they know the kids and all that stuff. Yeah, right? me, and so, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of like, um, like, I'm, in my mind, like, oh man, that's a plastic bag. How long does a virus live mm. on that plastic bag? Like, <laughs> um, do I want him to touch the bag? Um, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm turning into like, I understand like the concept. Um, but at the same time, I don't want him to be like, oh, I can't touch anything because he's six mm. or, you know, she's mm. however old and however long this goes on, they're impressionable, right? Mm. So these, these impressions that you put on now are going to like, this is, the impressionable years right so it'll shape Mm -hmm. how they are in the future and so i don't i just don't want to um sort of put that impression and then sort of ruin um experience and you know kind of life uh for their formidable years so Mm -hmm. i don't tell him hey man don't touch that bag yet uh i haven't clocks wiped it down or i haven't i just I, i mean i'm just like man you know kind of have to you know have a little bit of faith so, yeah, man. Um, so, uh, I was going to say, let's just, uh, so why don't we, because I think we're running out of time, why don't we just put a pin in that okay. now, um, and we'll come back to it. Um, so, yeah, pretty much, like, like, like I said, we don't have the answers. Um, it's just us trying to uh, voice our opinion and give some insights on um, everything that's going on today. Um, our experiences as as children, um, our experiences as my experience as a father, um, and then you know, Ramon, your insight on it. So, yeah, man, I think it's been a good first episode. How do you feel about it so far? I'm loving it, man. Loving the format, uh, man. I think I'm going. It's going to be a lot of really great discussions, especially um, you know, once things kind of get back to semi-normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of things to discuss. I mean, any, even, you know, while things are, you know, kind of on lockdown, I think there'll be a lot of great discussions coming out of this podcast. So I'm looking forward to it. For sure, man. And I think it'll be awesome. Like, we can get uh shout out to, you know, shout out to Suave. We can get him on here and get some of his mm-hmm. insights, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's just been a lot. Like, so, I mean, listening to different formats and medias and stuff like that like you hear these people um and i kind of key into it a little bit to where they're they're giving like their father or they've evolved into a particular point in their life or um some sort of self-actualization based on their childhood experience um and how it shaped their life and i'm like man that would be great to have those people on here to talk about those experiences Man, and um, like I was actually a friend of mine. He's he's a comedian. His name Comedian Q. Right now, he's on, um, he's on a TV show called Love Goals mm-hmm. on the own network, 
with his uh, fiance, DJ Spinderella. And this week's episode, they was actually talking about like how your childhood trauma affects, you know, how you deal with relationships and things like that. And it was very interesting to see that because you got like five black males in this house. Mm. This, is a th- this is a therapy show. Okay. You got like five black males in this house and only one of them had their father around when they was growing up. You know what I mean? And to see how that kind of played into not only how they deal with women, but how they, you know, deal with their children as well. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to see how that see how that plays out, you know, how things that happen, especially by your father not being there, how that affects you as you get older. And I think one of the beautiful things about this generation is that we're able to kind of change that narrative. And yeah, you start yeah. seeing a lot more fathers being active. So yeah. um, being active and present, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think there's a lot of, like I say, a lot of great discussions that can come out of this. I know a lot of great fathers who would love to participate in something like this because we're able to have those experiences and give, you know, some of the things that, you know, the previous generation didn't come up with because of so many absentee fathers. You know what I mean? Like we're able to kind of break that generational curse in some ways. So, For sure, man. Man, let's get them on here. Let's do it. That sounds yes, sir. fantastic. Let's have those conversations. Maybe we turn this into a uh, no copyright infringement or a, a red table talk type type deal for fathers. <laughs> for fathers, right? <laughs> uh, but cool, yeah. So this has been another uh, your first episode of Simple Dad Podcast. Um, we appreciate you listening, um, and we'll see you next week.